Your stories don't define you. How you tell them will. Hi, I'm Sarah Elkins, your host and chief storymaker of Elkins Consulting. Many of my clients reach out to me because they're in transition. Their children are hitting milestone ages. They want more from their work. They're hitting a big number birthday. And they want to develop clarity about their natural strengths, what their next adventure might look like. In this series, you'll hear me ask my guests questions to dig deeply into the stories that shaped their lives, stories that uncover patterns and may unveil insights into dissatisfaction and also where their strengths lie and where they found and continue to find joy. This podcast's intention is to have listeners think of their own related stories and how they tell them, discovering the internal messages that are limiting their success and discovering how to shift their stories so they become positive life lessons to move them forward. If you're curious about what it would be like to work with me, visit elkinsconsulting.com and schedule a one-time 90-minute StrengthsFinder session. Episode 225, Uncommon Storytelling Tips Number 2. Last week's episode was the first in a series of uncommon storytelling tips, a collection of ideas I've been using for years that you probably haven't read before, that will immediately improve your storytelling skills when you apply them. In episode 224, I shared the concept of the perception gap, the difference between how you see yourself and how others are actually experiencing you. How is that a storytelling tip? Well, I shared three strategies to reduce the perception gap. And number three was to start collecting personal stories that demonstrate your character and values as you want people to see and experience them. The next step and uncommon storytelling tip number two is this. Identify those stories that demonstrate your character, values, and skills and begin to collect them based on specific categories. When I'm preparing for a keynote presentation or workshop, the first thing I do is to consider who is in the audience. Are they mostly women or a pretty even mix of genders? What's the likely age range of the group? What do they most likely have in common? Last week, I had the honor of speaking with a group of students at the University of Montana Western in Dillon, Montana. It was the end of year dinner for students participating in the TRIO program on that campus. The students range in age from 18 to 40-ish a pretty even mix of gender, and the thing they have in common is that most are first-generation college students. Most are from the most rural parts of the western states of the U.S. We're talking about children of ranchers and farmers and families living on reservations. I knew a story that included some aspect of my challenges in college, being broke, having a wreck of a car, struggles with having enough food to eat. Those are the stories that would likely resonate with everyone in the room. I was right. I asked the students why I shared the story that I shared at the very beginning of the presentation. I wanted to see them put together aspects of storytelling that they may not have considered before. They did not disappoint. They were thoughtful with their answers. They said, You told the story to build trust with us, to demonstrate vulnerability, to make us feel like you could relate to us and our current experience. My story portfolio includes categories like 
demonstrates resilience, demonstrates storytelling skills, which usually includes teaching, demonstrates facilitation and training skills, builds trust and rapport. There's always crossover in the stories. One story can demonstrate all of those things. The key is to collect a variety of my experiences so I always have at least one to use for any audience I have the honor to entertain and inspire. Here's the thing that makes collecting stories simple. You are making stories every single day. And if your behavior is in alignment with how you want to be seen, in other words, you're paying attention to shrinking that perception gap, you have at least one story almost every day to add to your portfolio. It's just a matter of awareness. Here's an example. It was 7.30 at night, and I had just finished writing a proposal for a potential client. When I walked into the kitchen, I realized my husband was still working, and neither of us had thought about dinner. I was hungry. I looked in the freezer and couldn't find anything I was confident that I could make really fast. Opening the refrigerator, I saw a bunch of leftovers from the past few nights. A small portion of cooked steak, celery, half a poblano pepper, a few old mushrooms, a container of cooked peas and carrots, and some roasted potatoes. Perfect. Heating up the cast iron skillet, I chopped up the last of the steak, celery, and potatoes. A drizzle of olive oil in the pan, I sautéed the chopped pepper and mushrooms, and then put everything else in except for the steak. I added some garlic salt, some lemon pepper, got the potatoes nice and crispy, and then tossed in the meat just to warm it up. I served that delicious hash with a fried egg on top and put the sriracha on the table. Oh my goodness, it was so good. My husband loved it. You could make this again, Sarah. This was really good. Now think about this for a moment. This is not an epic story, but it is a meaningful story. Why? Because it demonstrates so many things about me that I would love for people to know. I'm a good cook, but I'd never have to say those words after you heard this story. I'm resourceful, and I don't like to waste, especially precious food. I find great satisfaction in adapting and experimenting successfully in my kitchen, and I find incredible pleasure in feeding people good food. So what did you hear in that story? Did it make you hungry? What story of your own popped into your head that this memory made you want to share? Because I look for stories in my everyday activities, I noticed this one shortly after it happened and added it to my portfolio to use when it made sense. Like when I'm hosting StrengthsFinder training and want to describe how my strategic, activator, and adaptability, some of my top talents, show up, as an example for my clients. That's it, friends. Your number two uncommon storytelling tip. Take some time at the end of each week to consider what stories you made, to jot down notes about what happened, where you were, who else was there, and what character traits, values, and skills these experiences demonstrated. 
Build your story portfolio one meaningful moment at a time. Are you ready to start your story portfolio so you have the right story ready to share when the opportunity presents itself? When you're ready to get started, my book, Your Stories Don't Define You, How You Tell Them Will, is available in all the regular places. And the audiobook version is available on Google Play and on my website, elkinsconsulting.com. As a special bonus for listeners, the audiobook includes two songs recorded by my band, Spare Change, in my living room in Montana. Also on my website is a free podcast interview checklist. It's available to download to make sure you make the most out of your next podcast interview. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to rate the podcast and leave a review and let me know that you've done it so I can thank you properly. Thank you.